Why you fail? It's a not at celebration update. A not at celebration update. We're not at celebration still. We're still not there, but uh, we're going to talk about it anyway. And there's a lot to talk about. Not a lot of news, but a lot to talk about. And we're going to try to break it all down. Take a few calls on the safe place to geek out. again everyone and welcome to geek out loud your safe place to geek out on the internet my name is steve glosson and i am not at star wars celebration orlando this year but you know what that's okay because once again we've got live coverage powered by verizon we're watching all the panels that they're allowing us to watch and we're hearing about all the other great things that are going on today of course uh the kickoff day for star wars celebration and as we said not a whole lot of news coming out uh, today. Today was more of a true celebration of um, of fortieth of forty years of forty years of Star Wars, and it was everything you wanted it to be. A lot of tears, a lot of cheers, and a lot of jeers. See what I did there? Uh, apparently, there are line problems, queuing up problems uh, that are plaguing this year's event. The biggest, what's shaped up to be the biggest Star Wars celebration ever, the most uh, highly attended, I should say, Star Wars celebration ever, and um, and apparently it's been a bit of an issue. Apparently, last night people were were lining up before they before people were told people would be allowed to line up, and then once they were inside, rather than and once they knew they had the cap of what would fit in the main room, rather than hand out wristbands and send people back to their hotels happy to sleep and pay and sleep in the rooms they paid for. They continue to make them stay there all night long. Um, and, and even then some of the people who were supposed to be able to get into the galaxy stage where the big 40th anniversary celebration happened, apparently were not able to get in and they had to go to one of the streaming stages. Um, but at the end of the day, there were good feelings all around about what came out from that. Now, we hear this isn't an issue just with the panels, that even at the Celebration Store, the people were lined up all day long just to get in the Celebration Store. Reminiscent of uh, Star Wars Celebration 3 up in Indianapolis. I remember there were people who would spend their entire day just to get into the Celebration Store because of the way things were done uh, with the Celebration Store then. And it just seems weird. It seems weird that... um, that 
that they're, that they're taking steps backwards rather than moving forward. A uh, lot of blame being laid at the feet of Reed Pop about these things. And I don't know. You know, you never know whose fault it is. It, they, now, they knew how many people were coming. They knew what kind of tickets they would be selling. They knew, um, they knew the numbers that would be attending. And, and you would think that that would then cause them to prepare appropriately and maybe maybe they thought they had it in hand maybe they maybe they underestimated or overestimated rather their ability to handle this size of crowd and and maybe it's just a vocal minority maybe it's just the disgruntled few but i saw several members of the goliverse who were a little upset about the way things were being done a little bothered by the things uh that were being done now if you've been watching on the stream today along with myself you know there has been a few streaming issues and a few problems with the streaming particularly in the Dave Filoni Pablo Hidalgo panel uh, where they were talking about animation they were showing a bunch of different images and that sort of thing that never showed up on the screen as we were streaming and I don't think that that was uh, I don't think that was a problem of oh we can't show these things to the public who aren't here I think it was they didn't know what they were doing and they didn't know how to they didn't have the means or the technology maybe to uh swap out the feeds that, that they needed to do in fact i saw several times um on on the uh on, on another panel the panel with ian mcdermott and then later the panel with ray park where they would stay on a graphic much longer than necessary or much longer than they normally would so it's just an interesting situation of things and an interesting uh uh you know confluence of things that hopefully will be worked out by tomorrow of course tomorrow morning 11 a.m eastern will be the big Star Wars Episode Eight panel, the Last Jedi panel, and um, and that's uh, and that's I know a lot of people are looking forward to that. Streaming issues today during the 40th anniversary celebration panel. It was really interesting to watch the numbers. If you were on YouTube and you could see the number counter there, 36,000 watching. Uh, Harrison Ford comes out, and about five minutes after Harrison Ford comes out. Um, the thing just kind of starts to crash and lock up and freeze up and the number has jumped has doubled uh i don't know if that's a traffic situation i don't you know if they're using youtube servers that they should have been able to handle it if there's some kind of proxy they're using i don't know uh, it feels to me like the sudden jump in viewers caused some issues but when you go back and re-watch uh the panel at least today i haven't gone back to watch it tonight but if you went back and rewatched the panel after it was posted you would see that there were still video glitches along and along and i feel like it was their equipment that was kind of crapping out there uh this hurt things like the uh, kathleen kennedy talking about carrie fisher um uh, as i mentioned the harrison ford interview portion of the show and then um the john williams concert which that what what a feat of staging and i think that's been said but it really was incredible that that took place and a lot of people didn't know it was taking place um uh, and and in fact uh, i forget who it was that was backstage and they said uh where is that happening you know they were watching it backstage and they said where was that happening and kathleen kennedy told him oh this is right out there um so uh it's just this confluence of all kinds of things coming together and 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 there's more attention on star wars now than there was even at celebration anaheim i hate to say it you know obviously we were moving into episode seven hype at that point but there was just a lot more attention on that and and more attention on that than there was on um more attention on, on on that than there was even last year at celebration london because um the uh the situation 
was just not again people weren't really i think rogue one surprised a lot of people if we're if we're being honest about what people were looking forward to and what people thought they were looking forward to and i think rogue one uh surprised a lot of people with the quality that was there now what i want to do is um i'm going to try to bring him in here and see if if i can get him on because we want to get some people who were uh there uh on on the floor doing their thing and um let me make sure that he's ready this is what we call live production ladies and gentlemen um there were people on the floor and, and people had because of their locations in life and the things that were going on they had different experiences and so it's always fun to get everyone's experiences and we'll talk about the overall feelings we got from everything i wanted to go ahead and get the negative things that have been said about the show out of the way at the beginning so we can just celebrate everything good that happened today and, and there was a lot of good stuff that took place today so um let's try to see if we can bring him in right now i don't know if this is going to work out or not we'll find out i'm trying to bring in uh the there he is i hear him yes sir it's my brother from another mother ladies and gentlemen Erish shernavice Erish, where are you at right now i am walking into the rosen center hotel oh yeah are you going to a bash of some sort i am we are going to the drowning in moonlight gala okay in uh honor of carrie fisher and supporting one of her favorite charities all right good deal good deal well i don't i don't want to take it's, up uh, it's it's family dinner night so it's all of team del rey and we've got some lucasfilm friends with us and our amazing authors tim zahn christy golden john jackson miller chuck wendig delilah dawson so, All right. big crew. Yeah, man, sounds like it. Adam Bray's not with you there? Hold on, I'm just saying hello to Christian Harloff. I'm podcasting. <laughs> Catch you later. Hello, Christian Harloff. Well, I hate to take you away from saying hello to people you need to say hello to. No, no, man. It was just, uh, you know, walk and talk. I hear you. I hear you. Um, so, Adam, our friend Adam Bray is not there? Uh, Adam is, uh, he, I think they had a DK dinner tonight. But okay. I'm pretty sure he'll be at the gala later on. All right. Well, you tell him I said hello. I hope well, I spent a good part of the day with him. Nice. I hope to see him in a couple of weeks in Oxford. Oh, uh, nice. He's, he's going to be signing. He and Trisha Barr will be signing in Oxford, and I'm going to try to get over there and see them in Mississippi. Oh, definitely. Dude, let me tell you. Yes. The Gulliverse was out in full freaking nice. force. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like All to hear. All day long. People coming up to the booth shouting past the corn. Yes. Talking Rebel Yell. Yes. Talking about how much they love this season of Rebel Yell. Good. Talking about how much they miss you, that they miss you being here, well, that we need to do more uh, past the corn. There needs to be more Geek Out Loud. Yes, sir. Well, we love you, man. Your people, your people were out. Today. Well, listen, it's the greatest podcast listening audience in the universe. And it, they proved it today. It was amazing. I'm excited. I'm, just, I was like just so humbled and good. proud to have been part of this. Good. I'm so glad that people came up and talked to you. And you were repping the gold colors today, sir. I was, man. Had the red geek out loud on today. Well, and, and I texted you surprised because Scott Rifen sent a picture of you standing yes, there talking did. to someone. And, I, and, and, and all day long you went without saying, oh, by the way, I'm wearing the gold shirt today. I tweeted early this morning. We we the Delray Star Wars account tweeted a picture of us at oh, the booth. 
I missed that. And I retweeted it with hashtag this one's for Steve. Oh, I missed that. I don't know how I missed that. So there hasn't. I didn't. I didn't link to at Geek Out Loud okay. or Colbert's or what. I just used the hashtag. Yeah, but I follow you, so I'm. Yeah. I, I should have seen that. I've been encouraging others to use the hashtag this one's for Steve Great. as well. That's awesome. That's hilarious. Well, so. I, I tell you. So you were at the Delray booth all day long. Did you, yeah. Were you able yeah. to get? Well, were you able to go in early and, and walk around the floor a little bit and see anything? I, I was able to do that late last night. Night. Okay. Like around uh, eight o'clock last night, Trisha Barr and I and uh, her friend uh, BJ, we I, I lent them a couple exhibitor badges okay. and we walked around. Cool. Um. So we were able to check some things out. I did. I did get to walk around a little bit this morning. I, I you know, I shot you some photos from yeah. the uh, the Hot Wheels cars. And yes. Stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we were just we were mobbed today. Yeah, that's what the you Tim said. Tim book, the, mm-hmm. the Thrawn novel. Oh my gosh. Well, let me tell you something. I'm hearing so much good about the Thrawn novel. I, I mean, people just who were reading it on the plane on the way down. You know, who picked up their Barnes and Noble copy earlier this week and all kinds of stuff. In fact, I saw one person in a in a Facebook group I'm in had, was holding his up. You know, so you have half that Thrawn face on that one cover. And his face was, you know, there the other half. And Paul Bateman actually took it and made it so it would all fit and turn the guy blue. And, uh, Steve Blossom real quick. Steve Blossom? We did that. All right. Hold on. I got a special guest. Okay. John Jackson Miller. All right. Hey there. How you doing? Hey, John. How's it going, man? <laughs> We're here at Star Wars Celebration, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I hear it's nuts down there. It is crazy, and he's passing the phone around. So. <laughs> well, yeah, we're uh, what, hey, we're having a ball so far. Yeah, what was? Were you doing some signing today, or were you able to walk around and see some stuff? I uh, I did a panel today, and uh, got to do signings tomorrow and the next day. Oh, great! Now, what panel were you on today? What what were you doing today? Uh, so the the podcast, I can't uh, Jedi News. I think the Jedi News podcast. Oh, great! I know those guys. Yeah, yeah, those are good guys. Good guys. All right. Well, awesome. Well, well John, it's good back. to talk to you. Thanks, man. Thanks for stopping by. All right. Very good. I may just randomly pass you to some other people. Okay. All right. Well, uh, but no, I've heard a lot of good things about the Zon book, and, and I, I expected that you guys would get just swamped with people. And, uh, and of course, they did that. So, um, so people were coming. They were passing the corn. Did you get to see anything? What was, what was some of the craziest stuff you saw at the Delray booth, Erich? Um, just some good cosplay. Yeah. I, uh, uh, somebody dressed as a Jawa with BB-8 strapped to their back. Oh, was nice. Novel, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, honestly, we just had such a mob in yes. front of our booth today. Yeah. Um, either to buy Thrawn or to get Tim's autograph or mm-hmm. just, I mean, at one point people just started lining up. We had nothing going on. <laughs> people were just lining up. Just and in like, case. I, I, look, I looked at Darth and Turnus, and I'm like, why are these people lined up? And we had to go out and disperse them. You know, nice. it was like, there's nothing going on here. You don't need to be lined up. Nice. Nice. Um, so it was fun. Um, but aside from that, you know, I didn't get to see a whole lot, you know. Mm-hmm, I, sure. I kind of run off here, run off there. Um, so so what we've learned, though, is is that people at Star Wars conventions will just line up for the sake of lining up. Yes. Yeah, that's that's yeah. fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, I don't want to take you away from your crew for too much longer. We, we got we got to talk a minute uh, about the the Carrie tribute video that did, they played. I haven't been able to watch the whole fortieth panel yet. Yes, yeah. But I did see that tribute video that they put together, and right. that was just amazing. Yeah, and I got to be honest with you, that's the reason that I probably would not be at the Starlight Gala tonight because 
Um, I, I've shed enough tears over Carrie Fisher today. Yeah, no, it was just a beautiful it thing. It was even fantastic. I started, like, you know, I got a little misty-eyed yeah. at the end there. Well, I haven't, you know, even even in, in her passing, I never really got choked up, got emotional about it. But then today, actually, with their opening video about Star Wars, about 40 years of Star Wars, you know, when she comes on and begins speaking, I just got kind of choked up. And then when they did the tribute video, man, it was just a really well done. And, of course, yeah. it's going to be real, really well done. Um you know tribute video and so yeah it was it was absolutely beautiful and phenomenal and man how much do we miss carrie fisher now oh yeah you know yeah. even more than we did so and it wasn't even the, the necessarily the lay eclipse it was all like just carrie being carrie yes yes that like really made it special yes a hundred percent agree a hundred percent agree and i love the bit they did in there where they were talking about she always remembered this line and mm-hmm. like they cut to different eras of carrie yeah. repeating the Obi-Wan Kenobi speech. Help me Obi-Wan Kenobi speech. So yep. it was it was fantastic. And that's available now at the Star Wars YouTube and on StarWars.com if people want to check that I out. I will so. be watching the whole panel later tonight. The whole panel is, is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I guess you know all the surprises and everything. I do. Well I knew I knew a lot of the surprises beforehand, but like even like the insider insiders were like the John Williams concert, mm-hmm. like they were like, What? Oh Kathleen Kennedy said that she was in the back or someone I think it might have been Ian McDermott saying he was in the back and when the John Williams thing started up, they were watching on the screen, he's like, Oh well where's that happening? And Kathleen looked at him and said, It's right out in the stage area, you know? Uh, because yeah. they, they staged it so well and, and just you had no idea what was going on. So you knew Harrison Ford was showing up? Uh, that I did not know. I didn't I either. Knew, uh, I was told George was going to be there. A lot of people were. I knew George was coming out last night. I, I began to hear it through some different sources, and, and I think they let that out intentionally as misdirection. I think that was yeah. smart to leak him, but, man, it was good to see George Lucas at a Star Wars celebration. So. Well, I look forward to seeing that later. Yes, sir. All right, man, we'll have a great time, and uh, tell folks hello from me that know me. I will, man. All right, I brother. Will. We'll talk to you soon, Eric. All right, pass the corn. Pass the corn. See you, bro. All right, baby. Bye. Bye-bye. Eric Schoenweiss headed right into, and that's the thing about Star Wars Celebration is every night there's something different going on. There's another gala. There's another party. There's another bash. Uh, it all kicked off last night with the Rebel Force Radio Bash, and hopefully later on this weekend we'll be able to get Jimmy Mack and Jason Swank on, or one, or, one of them or both of them on to talk a little bit about uh, – <clears throat> about that stuff and and uh, get their reactions from from what their experience has been. Of course, you can go to Rebel Force Radio right now and and their podcast that they recorded from the Rebel Force Radio Bash is uh, is up and ready to go and ready for you to hear. So Star Wars Celebration highlights, of course, that 40th anniversary panel that kicked the whole day off was just absolutely glorious and. Um, it was it was everything you thought it would be. I I I did not expect any major announcements um, from that particular panel, but it was everything that I hoped it would be. In as much as it was a celebration of Star Wars, it was a celebration of forty years of this thing that we've all come to know and love, and it was done almost to perfection. Um, I will say this, and 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 this will be the last kind of nitpick I have. I love Warwick Davis. I think that he does a great job hosting different panels and that sort of thing. Um, but in a situation like the one he was in, I, I, I just James Arnold Taylor did such a phenomenal job with hosting that main stage uh, for several years, and and that guy had it down to an art. And 
and where there was so much reliance on the cards this morning from Warwick, you know, James never really had that. And, and James was able also to, to riff a little bit and let the conversations flow a little bit more than, than what it seemed Warwick was able to. And, and that's not to take away anything from Warwick Davis. I don't mean to do that. I just, I say that to say James Arnold Taylor is definitely missed at Star Wars Celebration. Um, uh, Warwick began the panel, of course. He, he brings out Kathleen Kennedy. They bring out George Lucas. Or I think he brings out, yeah, he brings out Kathleen Kennedy. And then he brings out George Lucas to, uh, I mean, like, thunderous. I say thunderous applause. The, there was only one. In the wrestling industry, we call it a pop. And George Lucas got a huge pop. The only pop bigger than George Lucas was Harrison Ford. The fans were so glad to see George Lucas there because here's the thing about getting to celebration. Um, it does not matter who you are. It does not matter uh, what, your, what your general consensus on fandom is, what, what, what niche your fandom falls into. When, when you get to celebration, there is, um, there is no ill will between people it is it is one of the friendliest places you can go to this 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 thing of star wars bringing people together it is it, it just it's it's like stepping into christmas it really truly is um just with star wars replace christmas with star wars and you've got the you've got the peace on earth you've got the goodwill toward one another it's a, it's really amazing and even with all the frustration with lines and stuff it's amazing how friendly people remain and and how much fun people continue to have at, at celebration and and so when the maker shows up you know it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter if you hated the prequels it doesn't matter if you think jar jar binks is dumb it doesn't matter if you don't like ewoks um when george lucas shows up everyone goes nuts he is he's the maker and and it was it was great to see him come out he and Warwick talked a little bit, and and then I was actually surprised. They had a few video clips. Liam Neeson uh, had a video clip welcoming everyone to celebration, saying he wished he could be there. Samuel L. Jackson, and Samuel L. Jackson goes into a whole bit about how he can still be Mace Windu, that a Jedi can survive a great fall, and that you know we've seen people lose hands and be okay, and um, so he's convinced Mace Windu's alive, and he wants a Mace Windu. Um, oh, what did he say? Who did Buddy Cop movie? with uh mace windu and um someone else i forget who he said but uh but he said kathleen make that happen and um it was it was fantastic Teresa, our our the co-host of disney vault talk and rebel yell does not want to see that happen and she despises mace windu but you know what there's so much buzz about that and, and so many people that make jokes about that kind of stuff that it would not surprise me one bit if at some point, sure enough, uh, we end up with uh, Mace Windu, a Mace Windu standalone movie. It just would not shock me one bit. Uh, it's just that's uh, that's how things work out. Um, I genuinely expected uh, to, I was, you know, Ian McDermott comes out, Hayden Christensen comes out, they sit and talk a little bit. And uh, it's good to see Hayden there, and it was good to see the response that Hayden got from fans. Um, you know, I hope that fans treat him super well. Hayden deserves to be treated well by Star Wars fans, and it's great that uh, Hayden was there. That's right, May said him and Han Solo buddy movie. I I'd, I'd would watch that movie in a heartbeat. Mace Windu and uh, and Han Solo. I'd watch that. I'd watch a um, 
a, a haggard, crazy old Mace Windu teamed up with Han Solo any uh, as Harrison Ford any day of the week. Um, so then out comes Anthony Daniels and Peter Mayhew. And I'm talking too cool to be at Celebration, Billy D. Williams. He comes out bespectacled with his sunglasses. He's sitting there. He doesn't say a word unless he's spoken to. <laughs> and he just don't give a duke, uh, does Billy D. Williams. And it was just hilarious to see him sitting there with those sunglasses, just not giving a duke. And then, of course, they bring out Mark Hamill. And Mark is great. I can't wait for the Mark. Mark's panels are always so good because Mark intentionally tries to bring new stuff. He intentionally tries to bring things that the fans haven't heard before or heard him talk about before. And um, and so I'm, I'm genuinely interested to hear his panel later on in the weekend. Um, and, and then, I mean, with no fanfare whatsoever, you know, here comes Harrison Ford. And it's like I'm sitting there by myself watching it, and I'm just like, shut up! Shut up! I I was gobsmacked, to say the least, when Harrison Ford comes strolling out on stage. And it's so... I'm telling you what. Now, look, I don't know how much they paid him to be there. Uh, I don't know that if it was worth every penny or not, but I can tell you this, that regardless of what the pay he got was, it's something that Harrison Ford seven years ago would have turned down. Um... He just, you know, and, and to see him embracing the fandom, you know, for whatever reasons, for whatever his reasons are, um, <clears throat> the, uh, that, that he showed up and, and was there. And uh, I was uh, just so happy, so glad to see Harrison Ford on stage with all those people. And to watch him hug Peter Mayhew. You know, I mean, because Peter's always had good things to say about Harrison Ford. And you just wonder, in the back of your mind, if I'm being honest, in the back of your mind, you wonder, is he just saying that? You know, is he just saying, is he kind of, you know, inflating his own worth in the situation? Is is that really, is, is that kind of his deal? Is that what he's up to? You know, but to watch Harrison Ford genuinely embrace Peter Mayhew, you know, as someone that he is a friend with was just, oh, it was beautiful. It was glorious. So good. So, um, surprisingly absent from the celebration of 40 years of Star Wars, any sequel trilogy stuff. Um, I'm, I'm sure they're saving all that for episode eight, uh, the panel in the morning, and that's fine. I'm, I'm not, that is not a complaint at all. Uh, I feel like if you start talking about 40 years of Star Wars, you've got to hang around primarily that original trilogy era anyway. Um, but it was, it was great. It was so good to see all those people together. And Erish and I touched on the Carrie Fisher uh, tribute video they did. I do want to say this. I've got to go back and pull audio from um, from these different panels because today I heard uh, uh, Anthony Daniels did a George impersonation. Um, later on, uh, Ian McDermott did a George Lucas impersonation. Um, George Lucas did a George Lucas impersonation uh, when he was talking about talking to Alan Ladd. And I've got to go back and just compile all these different George Lucas impersonations. Ray Park would do an impersonation of his younger self at his panel um, uh, to, to, great, uh, to great applause. Dave Filoni came out before all the cast members came out and sat and talked with George for a little bit. And I, and I can't say enough just how much um, I, I love and respect Dave Filoni and his role in Star Wars. 
Um, I, I have said since George talked about retiring, I'm retired. Um, give Star Wars to Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni gets Star Wars. And to know that Star Wars is in his hands and that he's doing stuff is um, is, is is great. Uh, I, I, I hope that the story group and Lucasfilm understand what they've got in the person of Dave Filoni as someone who understands and gets Star Wars in a very Lucasian way. And I think that's important. I think that the further we get away from George Lucas being a part of Lucasfilm, the further we're going to get away from Lucasian Star Wars storytelling. And one of the things that makes Star Wars so great is is George Lucas's overall vision for the story. Now, he talked a lot, and he has talked before, about how much the story changed and the script changed and that sort of thing. But George Lucas's vision of what Star Wars should be as an overall thing was always there. And one of the pertinent things he said in in that panel today is that he made Star Wars for 12-year-olds. And thank God he said that. And it's weird to hear the people applaud that, but uh, because there, because I'm sure there were people who were applauding that statement that um, have been angry at George Lucas for some choices he's made in Star Wars. And... Um, and and I like that. I like that George Lucas is like this is this is this was meant for kids, and and we forget that sometimes as adults. I'm a forty year old man right now talking about a, a movie made for twelve year old twelve year olds, and you know for that demographic, because it had that kind of impact on me as a kid, and it stuck with me. And there's something about the the internal messages and the themes of Star Wars that. It goes deeper than just a 12-year-old's kid story, of course. But when we try to mine those themes and bring them to the surface to be the surfacey things of Star Wars, then, then what Star Wars really is becomes corrupted. And I, I really do believe that, that what a lot of people want to do, and we've seen this in fan fiction, we've seen this in the EU... We've seen this in in different things. I, I think what a lot of people want to do with Star Wars is make it this very adult thing, um, and 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 begin to address very specific issues here or there that they want to see addressed in Star Wars. When that's not that's not what Star Wars ever was, and and I don't think ever should be. Star Wars should not be Star Trek. Star Wars should not be addressing the social uh, the the social uh, issues of the day. Star Star Wars should be a timeless morality tale, and um, you know, and because what because there's something there's more depth to Star Wars than the social issues of the day, and and so I I just I was absolutely thrilled that George Lucas said I made Star Wars for for twelve year olds, so. Um, that being said, um, you know, uh, I have to then reevaluate my thoughts on Rogue One because I loved Rogue One. I loved Rogue One from the moment they took off of Yavin 4 uh, through the end of that space battle. When they took off in the stolen shuttle to head, and I've said this, to head to Scarif, uh, to the moment that they, to the moment it ends, I, I loved Rogue One uh, more than I loved the first half. I loved the first half okay. But at the end of the day, that's a very, it's a little more grown-up Star Wars. And what I loved most about that 
that movie was the look and the feel of the space battle and, and the stuff that was going on. And, um, you know, it, that felt like Star Wars to me. The Rebel season finale, you know, felt like Star Wars, felt like good classic Star Wars to me. So, um, but it was still a little rough, wasn't it? I mean, it was still, you still had a lot of people dying. You had a lot of people, a lot of ships blowing up and stuff. But it was the same deal with the Clone Wars early on. You know, the Clone Wars really had to discover what they were going to be. And the Clone Wars kind of, the Clone Wars kind of got grown up in here, you know? I mean, like, you, you got to some stuff in the Clone Wars that there were there were parents who were having to watch the episodes before they let their kids watch it. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I think that it's, a, and I've said this, I've said this for years on Geek Out Loud. It takes more talent, to, in my opinion to write something that's going to appeal to audiences, truly appeal to audiences of all ages, than it does to appeal to an older demographic or just a younger demographic. It, it, it takes a lot of talent to hit that sweet spot of appealing to audiences of all ages. Um, without, without veiled innuendo jokes like a Shrek or, um, you know, or, or those kinds of things. Uh, because but what we've seen happen in geekdom is the thing that's going to is is kind of the thing that will play into geeks dying out if we're not careful and that is uh so many people our age so many of the grown-ups want to make it all about themselves and and it, it's got to be what they want it to be rather than this thing that does definitely appeal to all ages and the minute something feels the slightest bit juvenile slightest bit you know childish oh my god we can't have this at all and that's why I like there's no real rules of physics in Star Wars. You know, Dave Filoni said in his panel, in the animation panel, he's talking about John Knoll talking to him about the ghosts and how the back end would be heavier than the front end and there's no landing gear there. And, and Dave Filoni's answer was, John, it's a fantasy movie in space. I don't know what you want from me. Um, and and I just think that's a great answer. It's like it's why people could see the Hosnian system blow up from a completely different star system, you know, as though it were just beyond the atmosphere. Because for storytelling, that visual worked. For story, they needed that visual for storytelling, and it doesn't matter the physics of it all. What matters is the is the is the visual of it all. And and I think that if Star Wars can maintain that sense of fantasy and that sense of wonder and just give us the visuals, that's why there's sound in space in Star Wars because it it means more. Battlestar Galactica, you watch those those vacuum battles they have, and there's no sound at all except what's coming over the comms. Not the best. Sorry. 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 Sorry, I just went negative on Battlestar, and I did not mean to. Dave Jones somewhere? Dave Jones is rolling over in his bed. Um, let's see here. It's Star Wars Celebration, and for me... It wouldn't be celebration if I didn't get in touch with someone who I've spent several celebrations with. Let me make sure he's going to be available here before we move on much further to bring in for maybe 10 or 15 minutes. Um, going to my text messages. And I'm going to text this guy. Going to text him up. Going to text him up now. I have texted him. And how he will have to hear from me. I'm making a song up at Star Wars Celebration. Song up at Star Wars Celebration. You can totally geek out about Battlestar. I'll geek out about Battlestar Galactica with you all day long. 
Um, but I'm not. I, this show has always been about honesty with positivity. This show has always been about positive conversation, constructive conversation, constructive criticism um, about the things that we love. And so this, you know, I'll talk to you. I'll get, but unless, but unless it's Star Trek or Twilight. All right, let's see. Uh, ladies and gentlemen from, uh, wow, the old Frontlines podcast, the Rebels podcast, the Quiver, Thunderquack Network. Ladies and gentlemen, my good friend who I've spent many a celebration with, it feels like, Michael Cohen. And a dad. Hey. He's a dad now. I That is true. How are you, buddy? I am, uh, I am good. I am I am actually speaking of being a dad. I am waiting for my wife and daughter to meet me for dinner. Oh. So I uh, so so you hit me at the right time because they're going to be late as usual. Yeah. So I uh, so yeah, we can kill some time talk about some wars. You're outnumbered uh, there now, huh? Uh I absolutely am, but you know like uh, we, we've also got the cat now, uh, Pepper, and mm-hmm. we thought Pepper was a girl. Oh, so we so we named him after Pepper Potts. Yeah, uh, from Iron Man, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, but it turns out that we were wrong. Pepper is in fact a boy. Oh. So I. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, Pepper sprouted uh, a pepper, huh? Yeah. So mm. so I uh, so I uh, <laughs> you know it's 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 we're just barely outnumbered because with me and Pepper it's about one and a half. So. Um, well, so you're, uh, man, how weird is it to not be at a celebration in the States, sir? Uh, it's killing me, man. It's killing me. It's like, this is, this is the worst possible timeline. Uh, and as I sat and watched that panel this morning, the star Wars 40 panel, I was just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Of all of all of the celebrations that I can't be at, right? Right. Yeah. Of all of Indeed. like Harrison Ford and George Lucas on stage at the same time together, it just oh, yeah. It and then me. and then John Williams. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. just just phenomenal, just amazing. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this, uh, because for me, one of the great things that happened is last night around midnight Eastern, probably nine nine o'clock your time. Uh, yeah. Entertainment Weekly dropped the news, uh, dropped the first announcement about and gave a preview look at Forces of Destiny, this 2D yes. animated, basically what appears to be a micro-series in the vein of the Tartakovsky Clone Wars micro-series. Yeah. Um, I, that got me jazzed. I'm not going to lie to you. That That's one of those, cause, because here's what happens to me, and, and because there's been so much Star Wars since you know, since just before The Force Awakens. And we have been in constant from one thing to another, whether it's Rebels, Force Awakens, Rebels, Rogue One, Rebels, you know, it's just been this constant thing. And now Last Jedi. And and I'm like, am I getting burned out on this? And then I see that yeah. and I'm just like, I totally dig this. And it just really got it was a it was a good primer for what happened today for me. Yeah, well I uh, for me it's like I, uh, you know, uh, uh, you mentioned I'm I'm a new dad, and uh, and having a little girl, I uh, she's named after one of the characters that's going to be showcased on this, on on Forces of Destiny, right? Mm-hmm. Like her full name is Kara Ray, so uh, that that to me is like, well, thank God that yeah. they're going to do something that's going to be geared towards that. Now, as you talked about on on your coverage last night. Anakin's gonna be there. Yes. Luke's gonna be there. Yes. Han's gonna be there. Yes. The, everybody's gonna be there. So even though this is an opportunity to showcase 
those forces of destiny, right? These these awesome, incredible female characters that we've got in the Star Wars galaxy. Mm-hmm. It's not like these aren't going to be Star Wars stories. They're going to be Star Wars stories. Yeah, sure. Like, like the thing that I love about it is that you know th- there are two ways to do something like this. There's showcase your characters, let them speak for themselves, uh, and and you know create good role models by creating great stories with great characters. Or you go the other route that Marvel and DC tend to go, which is take the girl characters, <laughs> package them up, and create a girl property like DC right. superhero girls or whatever it's right. called, right? Like, right. and and that's fine as well. I don't have a problem with that. Um, I, like, I, in fact, I think that show is is okay, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and it's definitely geared towards a younger audience and all that sort of thing, but. You don't need to take the characters out of their natural habitat no. and create, you know, this scenario where you can have a, a family-friendly, uh, a girl-focused show, sure. right? Like, just well, tell stories about Hera. Yeah. What, and, what, what's wrong with that? <laughs> There's well, nothing and, wrong with that. And I'll be honest with you. You know, Marvel has come out and said, you know, part of their problems and part of their sales issues have been that they've really tried. They've gone too far in the direction of of almost tokenism, you yeah. know. And there's been pushback because of that. And yeah. uh, and 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 quite in fact, quality of story has suffered because of that. Because they've been so concerned about this surfacey thing rather than telling good stories. There's been yeah. a lot of great stuff that's worked in Marvel. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to go down that road too far because this we're talking yeah. Star Wars. But you know, you, you look at Miles Morales. He is. He is now an entrenched character in the Marvel lore, you know, in the, in the Spider-Man lore. Uh, I yeah. think uh, female Thor was something that I kind of pushed back against initially uh, because they were saying this is Thor, as though Thor yeah. was, you know. But what you find out is it's someone who gets the power of Thor and just goes ahead and takes the name of Thor. And, yeah, and absolutely. Thor, and Thor is still Thor. And, um, and I think I think that what Disney uh, is learning through the experience of Lucasfilm and having Kathleen Kennedy at the head of that of that property, right, of that of that basically division of Disney, is that if you if you actually hire a diverse group of people to tell stories, you will end up with diversely populated stories, yeah. rather than. Rather than asking a bunch of white guys to write stories about people of color and women and whatever, right? Because you're not going to get particularly good stories by doing that. You, you, you will get some, but you're also going to get a lot of sort of like trite, you're gonna forced, get, contrived if, stuff. Exactly. Right? If, you're, if your mandate is write stories with diverse characters, you're going to get tokenism. Yeah. You're going to get empty tokenism. Yeah. But if your mandate is write good Star Wars and people yes. are just writing from who, from what they know and who they are, you're yeah. going to naturally get that. And it's not going to... Like, here's the thing. Ray, you can never tell me that Ray was... Like, I, I would never think... Let me say it this way. I would never think that Ray was a concerted effort to say, well, we've got to have a female heroine in Star Wars. I think it's just yeah. like, let's go with this. Let's go with Ray. I think I like the idea of this being this. And, and you end up telling a great story with it. And what's funny to me is that people weren't satisfied with her when it was all said and done. You yeah. know, they're Mary Sue. They started hollering Mary Sue. And I'm like, what is a Mary Sue? Where are these? What is this? She's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. But I listen, I just love the concept. And the minute I saw Leia, Han, Hera, and Ewoks... I'm I'm in. Count me in. Well, you know, I, I, I have to say, thank God we all have, 
have you, Steve, to actually read through the article yeah. <laughs> before you, like, as you're talking about it. Because I think the majority of us just watch the video, sure. scan through the article, check out the pictures, yeah. and then move on to the next thing, right? right. I know that's what I did last night. Yeah. And then, uh, and then as I listened to, to uh, the, the, uh, the podcast version of last night's broadcast today, yeah. I was like, oh, Oh, there's all this stuff in here that I didn't even know. About. Yeah, I mean, they gave a few they gave a few episode synopses. Yeah, and and yeah, I think and it's really cool. Yeah, that sounds fantastic to me, right? Like, I one thing that 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 I, I think I don't know if this sort of hints at this, but but I think that that story might actually take place after Return of the Jedi because <laughs> I don't see it taking place during Return of the Jedi if it's on Endor with Ewoks, right? Uh, and Hera is there. Like I don't remember seeing Hera in Return of the Jedi. No. no. Uh, so, so that like that says to me like, could this actually be, you know, part of our journey to the Force Awakens stuff, right? Like, yeah. is this actually going to be our first? Or could it be on screen story? Or could it be that Hera got there, and then they sent her off to do something else? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Rogue One definitely opened that idea up. That that um that each of these main conflicts that we know about and, and star Wars rebels has mm-hmm. also done a good job of hinting at that sort of idea that, that like they don't put all their eggs in one basket. No. Right. Right. Exactly. Especially with the illusion. I think I lost Michael. Did we lose Cohen? Oh, we were talking such good star Wars. Are you back? Oh, he was almost back. All right. We're going to try to cut. I'm going to try to catch him again. That was crazy. Someone, Someone messed up his signal. I wonder if he's on Verizon. It's none of my business. Let me tell you, maybe the same Verizon that was powering the live stream today that was powering this Skype call. Who knows? Hello. Hey, you back? I'm back. I I lost you on on egg. Not all the eggs in one basket. Yeah. So I uh, my wife called because they're at the restaurant now. Oh oh, no! Now they're waiting (laughs) on you. Oh how the worm Oh oh how the worm has turned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll wrap this up and then and then go meet them. Um but yeah, like the 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 idea that that the rebels don't don't put all their eggs in one basket. They they'll send out multiple missions to try and accomplish something, right? right? Yes. Um yeah. so so that idea and that that you know the the ghost crew however many of them are still around by the time we get to return of the Jedi. Mhm absolutely they're somewhere they 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 have something to do with what happens in that movie yes, right yes. If, if Hera is still around absolutely she has something well, to do well this it. is just one step further to Dave Filoni getting Rex on Indoor yes like yeah. to make to well, make that you, bearded man Rex did you see the image that I, that I I know the the panel was terrible the panel itself was awesome right but the direction of that panel was god awful yeah it was not uh, good yeah, I mean, like just watching a dark, dark stage full of people talking about <laughs> Star Wars or listening to a clip. Listening to Cad Bane, listening yeah. to unprocessed Cad Bane and Boba Fett talk back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little bit much, but uh, but somebody snapped a pic and put it online of what Rex is going to look like in season four. Well, they actually, the, they actually, I thought they put that up on the Star Wars Twitter, maybe, but um, I guess they did. Okay, maybe, yeah. 
So, but yeah, it, it looks like they're going to be bridging that gap. Yeah. And that maybe, in fact, that is Captain Rex. That'll be one of the all time biggest, most ridiculous retcons ever. But come but, on. Um, come on, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm well, down hey, with it. I'm all for it. Yes. Like, if you want to tell me that Captain Rex was part of the strike team with Han Solo. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. What, like, people, everybody takes this stuff way too seriously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They take it way too seriously. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're talking about space wizards with laser swords. And uh, and a dog flying a, a car. It's made a for twelve car, year olds. Right? It's made for twelve year olds. It's made for twelve year olds, and twelve year olds would be like, "Oh, that's awesome." Yes, sir. So you know, like, just let go of your of your adult thoughts yeah, and just let, embrace the child. Let go right? of the cynicism. Uh, let go of the cynicism. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So with that, uh, I'm gonna leave you. Yes, and, sir. Uh, well, thanks for man. I can't tell you how much I miss you guys and. You know, you guys are a staple at Celebration for me. Please yeah. give my love to Crystal and to Cara, and I, I, I hope I get to meet little Cara at some point. Yeah, hey, you will. It's gonna, it'll, it'll happen. It'll but happen. Hey, I tweeted, I tweeted just, just a, a little while ago. Uh, at least if I can't be at Star Wars Celebration, I'm not there without Steve. There you go. So. <laughs> and you know what? The feelings mutual, my friend. <laughs> awesome. All right, have a All good right. one, man. We'll see you. Okay. See ya. Bye. Oh, Michael Cohen calling in, and uh, man, we did. I tell you what, uh, Michael Cohen and myself spent a lot of time uh, together, and uh, at, at previous celebrations, and just had such a great friendship birthed out of. I mean, we knew each other beforehand. Michael Cohen, I've said it countless times, is responsible for the look of the Goliverse, and um, and and because of him, we actually have a professional look if we don't have a professional sound. And, and so, and, and that friendship just continued to blossom at, at various celebrations. So thanks for Michael Cohen stopping in and, uh, and being a part of what was going on. Um, I do want to clear up something that on the image uh, that, that was Rex. Um, let's see, Rex image from Celebration. I bet that'll pull it up in the old Google machine. <clears throat> from Star, I should put Star Wars Celebration. Uh, there are people who are saying it says wolf on the image, but that a lot of times is a code word for what gets to Dave, um, on these, on these, uh, on these, uh, these various and sundry things. Uh, yeah, that wolf is in there all the time. A lot of times, um, that's definitely Rex and, and, and they, and they played it up as though it were Rex. So, um, let me see if I can zoom in on this because clone true, it says clone trooper Rex under wolf wolf is just the thing that's where it goes to i think that's like the code of the show basically um because dave filoni loves wolves so go check out some of the uh behind the scenes stuff on the on the on the rebels um episode guides on starwars.com so uh definitely trying to get uh you know at least somebody to that indoor gear um it looks like and hopefully all these images will be put out there sooner than later along with that uh, unfinished Clone Wars stuff. So uh, that panel was good, though. And, 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 you know, and it wasn't a lot of forward-looking information. It was more looking back. But there's still a look. There was a piece of information that came out of that that was really interesting because Pablo said something that I don't know that I've necessarily heard Dave say before, and that is that, or he interpreted something that Dave said before, I guess, and that is that Ahsoka's story would be uh, wrapped up or or fully told in this series and 
and Pablo talked like that we're going to see this idea of what happens at the Sith Temple with Ahsoka revisited potentially in season four. I'm all for that. Um, you know, and, uh, and, and I like the fact that Dave had his shirt Ahsoka lips, um, that he was, uh, that he was trying to continue on keeping Ahsoka in the, uh, in, in the consciousness of the peeps of the people. So, um, it, it's definitely worth going back. I don't know that they fixed any of the issues, the production issues they had where you can't see the artwork. Um, but you can find all that artwork out there uh, in different places. And you can find that clip. Now it's going to be someone holding a phone watching said clip, but you can find it. Um, it it's not it's not too hard to find. And I don't think they're like going around trying to pull stuff down uh, with that. Um, so where are we at here? That was the, uh, that was the celebration panel with... Uh, one Dave Filoni and Pablo Hidalgo talking a lot, a, a lot of cool stuff. There was a making of Rogue One, a, a scoring of Rogue One panel, and I don't know what I'd like to see is if someone um, got into that. If, any, if I was trying to reach out to our friend Sarah from um, from Skywalking Through Neverland because she's musical, and I knew that she'd go to that panel, and I believe they're probably at the gala tonight. She and her husband Richard. But I would have loved to talk to someone who was there. Um, and they're Inside the Magic. At Inside the Magic, very insightful analysis of the Rogue One scores tie into music history from David Collins. And there was a lots of love for at M underscore Giacchino. Um, so this was obviously a lot of retread of what had been said and done on Star Wars Oxygen. And, um, <clears throat> and, uh, and, and but I was also told that it was a little bit more to it than that let me see here one moment um we're going to try to call um someone who i've never spoken to i don't think just for the heck of it uh just going to make sure this person is ready and uh and put this call in we're going to put a call in ladies and gentlemen to john lowe he is a uh, a member on the unnamed forum uh, of which I'm a part of forum. I say it's a Facebook group that has really become a great little Facebook group. Um, they're on Facebook, and he's down at Celebration. And uh, he has given me the go. So I'm going to see how this works out here. We're calling him uh, invalid phone number, it says. I dialed it wrongly. So let me make sure. Oh, I did it wrong again. Back up. Bump. Bump. All right, here we go. Um, <clears throat> bump, bump, bump. Need some dialing music. Da, da, da. Da, 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 da. Maybe I should dial a one or a zero before calling. It's saying it's an invalid phone number to call. Um, this is really weird. I don't understand. don't understand the situation at all let's see if he maybe typed it wrong i'm sorry i know this is terrible podcasting and we oh i see what he did boom i see it was not my fault ladies and gentlemen. it's not my fault it's not my fault here we go 
He was one number off. Here we go. It's ringing. Hey, Steve. John Lowe, how are you, sir? Good, my brother. Sorry about that. No. We're, you know, here in the queue line already. Oh, um, really? For epi- for the for the Last Jedi panel, huh? Yes, well over a thousand people in here already at uh, ten ten at night. Wow. Over a thousand. John, you have been my eyes and ears on the ground as far as this line situation goes. In fact, it seems to me that you've done nothing at Star Wars Celebration but hang out in lines and go to the RFR bash. That's correct. But I also have to keep you, a fellow Georgia guy, updated. I hear you. We have to keep our fans, you know, updated and in the know. Indeed, indeed. Now, is this your first celebration? No. This is not. This is my third. I was at Celebration 6 and then Anaheim and now this one. How does... Pretty much after my... After my first, I said I'm never going to miss another one in the state. I understand. How at Celebration Six, I was there. I I don't remember. I know there were problems with queues and everything. Um, a lot of them, I would just wait till the tail end and be in the back of the room with no problem. Um, right. How does this compare then to Celebration Anaheim? Because I vaguely remember there were some line issues at Anaheim. There were some line issues at Anaheim, but what has really been the issue? Uh, is the security checkpoint. They're pretty much funneling everybody in through one area, I believe in the DEF area, one course that you come in and you have to go through metal detector and bag checks. Uh, They obviously have to do this for safety reasons, probably that whoever ensuring this is requiring, especially with the world we live in today and the things that have been happening. And it has just caused a slowdown when you used to be able to just walk thousands of people in at one time right now they're all having to queue up earlier today the line after we had already gotten in at five this morning but the line went completely around the back side to the back side parking mm-hmm. and a friend of mine took three hours to get from arriving to inside the hall wow to 11 o'clock so my plan that I used to use, I would get up, I, the convention doors would open around 10. I would get there about 10, 15. I would park in the back, in the back parking. I would walk in those big back doors. I, I couldn't do that this year, huh? Not this year, but they are. However, I did uh, send you a link from Facebook that uh, Star Wars Celebration is now saying they're going to open up that back entrance. It's going to be a little bit later in the morning, I believe 6, and mm-hmm. then they're going to open up another one on the front side where the front banners are up under the front of the uh, the convention center itself. Right, they're right. Gonna put, they're going to put security at those two points to try to alleviate the main uh, push at the call okay. F where everybody is having to go through the uh, metal detectors. All right, all right. Has this put a damper on your experience? It really hasn't uh, because I'm a... You know, look at the you know the good side of things. I've mm-hmm. met so many wonderful people in line. We're you know conversing. We're talking Star Wars. What better thing than to talk Star Star Wars to people that you don't even know and find out what their their passions are about the the wars, as Jimmy calls it. It's just, but I'm you know I'm I'm an optimistic kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I look at I look at the good and everything. Yeah. I um I just wonder if if that's kind of the the general consensus. Have you heard a lot of grumbling and a lot of complaining? Most of the grumbling and complaining have been people I know that have texted me and some stuff on Facebook and social media. Mm-hmm. But 
most everybody pretty much understands that they have to do these new security measures. They first day they are trying to alleviate and come up with a plan. Yeah. So it is what it is. Yeah. I don't know if you caught this though, but I think I may have more breaking news on the ground. All right, here let's, in Orlando. let's hear it. I'm ready. During the Carrie Fisher tribute. Yes. Video tribute. Yes. You saw her walking with, with Ryan Johnson. With Ryan Johnson, yes. A lot of people in the in there didn't catch that. It hadn't really exploded. Those were our first images of episode eight. Yes, indeed, indeed. That, I, I, I saw that, and I tried, and, and even my friend Derek texted me and said that was episode eight footage, and, and I thought footage was the wrong answer or the wrong word, but I also didn't want to make a big deal of it because I was so enjoying and, and just kind of I was in the moment of, of the emotionalism of what's going of what was going on uh, you know um apparently it was just... in the celebration stage that we were at yeah right when that when that video tribute came on mm -hmm. there was some sort of problem with the air conditioning system pushing out a bunch of dust because <laughs> a lot of our eyes got misty <laughs> and my wife is sitting there handing two guys on either side kleenex you oh know, wow i guess we were allergic to something yeah. but in all honesty the emotion of that i think uh you know, people have bashed Disney and Lucasfilm since the, and I'm tired of it because I do think they're looking after the fans more. Mm -hmm. The way they gave tribute to Carrie today shows you that they, I mean, they get it. Yeah. They know how much she meant to us. Yes, I 100% agree. But what were they supposed to do? I mean, they had a few months to do this. You know, the, everything else was going on. You don't want to get caught in the echo chamber of, uh, of everything that was going on with TMZ, with the rest of the media, you know, the entertainment media, you want it, you want it to be special. You know, you want anything that you do to be more special than, oh, we just stuck a video out online. And, and exactly. And, and what they did today was incredibly moving and incredibly special. And I'll tell you this, um, with her delivery, uh, the, like, cause, cause they cut to Carrie Fisher. Uh, it looked to be on the set of either The Force Awakens or, or Last Jedi when she's doing the Help Me Obi-Wan Kenobi speech. And and, mm -hmm. and, when she, and I'll get choked up saying it right now. I can feel myself starting oh. to. The, her delivery of Help Me Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only... Oh, my gosh. It was just... Oh, it broke my heart. And I told Erish this earlier in the show that, you know, I've not really shed any tears over Carrie Fisher. Um but today I just couldn't help it. I got choked up and it and it and I was just really moved by by the tribute and by the things that were said. Even from the very beginning, sir, from at from at yeah. the, from the opening video when she starts talking in the opening you know, the big fortieth uh, anniversary video, I just I was like, Oh, she's not here. She's not with us anymore and that just and suddenly the fact that there's no Carrie Fisher at celebration just kinda of broke me a little bit, you know. Because that's not right. Yep. That's not right. So it, uh, but what I did notice is, uh, like two days after she passed, I had already seen Rogue One several times. Mm -hmm. I went to see it again right after she passed away. Yeah. And when that scene at the end of the movie came up, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I just melted. And then today, <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. And, for sure. Um, and what her her daughter did a, I don't I don't know how she kept it together. I mean, when Kathleen kind of got choked up, yep. I started loosening, mm -hmm. and then. Billy Lord coming out there and hitting that speech word for word, you know, three things that you should tell your daughter. And I mean, just, it just shows you how 
well, now, special she was. Yeah, unfortunately, I've got to go back and rewatch that because as Kathleen and George began to talk, the the feed began to go in and out. Oh, they began to have to, and then oh. Billy Lord was pretty much mostly cut uh, because oh. of the way the feed did. Yeah. So unfortunately, I missed a lot of that. Um, Hopefully, they'll get that fixed for you because Kathleen lost it kind of right there at the end. Yeah, and then Billy came out and just she just nailed it and just had us all just in the palm of her hand well i tell you what you know when george was standing there talking when he started to talk about her and you know he's kind of got a cracky voice anyway but you could you, yeah. he you could tell he had to compose himself a little bit you but know. you also and, and, and i'm not trying to bash on kathleen because i know that's not easy you know you could kind of tell she was reading from a prompter yes yeah but I'll for give, sure i'll give george credit he was reading straight from his heart. He yep. wasn't reading anything. Yeah. And he just, he spoke so well of her. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I've seen her in, you know, at celebrations before. And she's, she was a wild card. And, and you know, but that's <laughs> what best. made her who she was. Indeed. 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 Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's a great tribute. If you want to go to the tribute to Carrie Fisher video at the two minute, five second mark, you will see her walking on a set with ryan johnson there's no real background that gives away anything but she's in kind of a gray uh outfit of some sort it looks to be a dress similar to the blue one she had on at the end of uh the force awakens and and she's walking along talking to ryan there um and that is carrie fisher from the last jedi so um tomorrow i guess we'll get in the morning and, and i guess t-minus 13 plus hours or so we'll yeah. we'll have an episode eight trailer oh well, i cannot wait and that's why i'm sleeping here tonight because i wanted to make sure i'm in that main room yeah and because i know the energy when that trailer drops is going to be it's probably going to rival what we saw in anaheim with uh, Chewy were home because if there's any dialogue of Luke talking in that trailer besides a voiceover mm-hmm. this place is going to go nuts I got to tell you I hope there's no dialogue of Luke talking in that trailer what I hope there is is a, is kind of a close up on Luke Skywalker sparking a lightsaber Oh, I, that's that's oh. kind of how I hope this thing ends I hope it's just kind of a you know the, the your typical teaser with a bunch of cool footage that we haven't seen and then just at the end, you see Luke spark a lightsaber, whether it's his original, you know, or Anakin's, or his green one, um, you know, oh, to, to spark a lightsaber. I'm, that's that's what I hope to see happen in, in the Episode Eight trailer. Um, cautiously optimistic. You know, they, they never really yeah. let us down at Celebration uh, with this kind of stuff, but I'm cautiously optimistic. Big, What's your big highlight from outside of the 40th anniversary panel? What's your big highlight from today, John? My big highlight is just, as I said, meeting people in line, uh, seeing uh, friends that I met in Anaheim, like Ryan Stampley from uh, Australia, catching back up with him, catching back up with old friends that I've met in Celebrations Past. To me, that's the biggest thing. And then watching my wife, who is not a huge Star Wars fan, literally I lose her like a little kid in the show exhibit hall because... I'm walking, we're going somewhere, mm-hmm. turn around and she's gone because she just, there's so much for people to see. Yeah. We're going to get a leash for her. And okay. You know, and, and, oh, don't you say know. that. Listen, don't start oh, that, yeah, don't bring that kind of controversy to geek out loud, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she, but it was like I bought her a Thursday ticket. Yeah. And then it's like, can you get me a ticket for tomorrow? So I've ended up spending more money on her. Oh, wow. Three days of tickets than I did if I would have just bought her a four day, but. Real quick. Hey, my wife's here with me. That's awesome. Doing what I love. That's awesome. Real quick, just for my own personal edification, 
Where at in Georgia are you from? Remind me. I'm in the Doraville area, North Atlanta. Okay. North end of 285 up there. All right, cool. So, not too far from me at this point. Not too so. far at all. You used to be a lot further away. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're we're th- th- we've been tossing around the idea of doing some kind of goal con in the in the Atlanta area. You down? Oh, I'm 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 all over that. All right, you guys heard it here. John's there. Uh, before I let you go, one more question: Walking the floor, um, it, it, because of the, the the larger crowd, is it much worse than it was uh, two uh, the two celebrations ago in Orlando? I think it's actually better. I don't. They seem to have the aisles a lot wider. Mm-hmm. Maybe that there's not as many exhibitors. Some of the smaller folks aren't there. Maybe. Okay. But uh, we had absolutely no problem after we got out of the uh, the forty panel. We walked the floor before we were going to go to our next uh, panel, which was you know not till five o'clock with the Ray Park panel. Right. We had plenty. We were able to get around just fine. Now I think that's because everybody's in the freaking line at the celebration store. Sure. Uh, and you know some people were still queued, but the way they're doing the wristbands, you don't have to queue up for three hours before your. If you have a two o'clock panel, mm-hmm. you've already got your wristbands show up right yeah. before. So yeah. I think that way it's it's doing better. <clears throat> did you do any other panels in the Ray Park in the in the fortieth? We just did the 40 in the Ray. Uh, we're looking in tomorrow what we're going to do. I do think I'm going to do the Ward Davis one. Yeah. Uh, I just I get a kick out of his, his deadpan humor. Yeah. That line he did with Harrison about oh. landing on I-4. That was the line uh, of the that, day. That was the line of the it day. It was. Yeah. It was. But we're just we're going to feel it out. Uh, we, we do want to see. Uh, I think Hamill has his tribute to Kerry tomorrow, so we're going to try to is do that. Is that what he's doing? Is he doing a tribute to Kerry, or is he kind of doing his panel? He's, He's doing Hamill himself either on Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember. Okay. But he is specifically I see this. doing Mark Hamill's. I, uh, I see this. 530, yeah. 5.30 on the live stream, uh, tribute to Carrie. Yes. So that's another thing the live stream was doing today. They were coming in late with everything. Uh, by uh, fact, except for the 40th anniversary, but everything else by a factor of like 20 to 30 minutes late. Right. So, and what really surprised us, I found out after the fact, but the – Harrison actually went to the Star Wars live show stage, which you know we thought he would leave the panel and not be seen again. But oh yeah, he, he and George, it. yeah, he and George showed yeah, up. Yeah, and that's that's huge. It was awesome. It was really awesome. And and two because you know bless his heart, Warwick's great, but he was really hanging to those cards during the panel. He was. He was. Um, yeah, James Arnold Taylor just had a, a more you know different style, not banging on Warwick. Right, all, but just he had a different style to it. A little more conversational, a little more talk show hosting. Yes. Um, but yes. the guy, I forget the guy's name that does the Star Wars show with D. Goots. Um, but he got to he got to stand there with George and Harrison Ford, and and just because he's a fan, and you know, and and, and it's a little more loose there on that Star Wars show stage. They they were a little more loose, and you know, had a had a had a few had a little bit of banter that was pretty good. So that's awesome. Yeah, it was it was great for them to come out. It was just a few minutes, but it was fantastic. So, uh, well, John, I'm going to let you get back to line. Please let people know we say hello from Geek Out Loud. And you are uh, missed down here, brother. You are missed. All right. Well, I I miss being there, but we're we're doing our best to cover it on this end, and uh, I may lean on you uh, later on in hey, the in the weekend. Do. I'm here. You got airs doing the weather. Yeah, hey, that's <laughs> he's just bringing it like. You know, Glenn Burns in Atlanta, man. Did you get that to see? Hey, did you get to, did you get to see Arish? 
not yet. I did not get by there today because we were just, like I said, I was trying to chase down my wife, yeah. find out where else she was running off. To, yeah. So, uh, but I definitely will be passing the corn tomorrow. Yes. With him. Holler, pass the corn at him. I know he'll love it. All right, my friend. Thanks so much. And uh, maybe we can maybe we can do a goal meetup somewhere in the Atlanta area at some point. That will be great, my man. All right, John. Have a good night, brother. Be safe. You, you too, sir. All right. See you. John Lowe, newcomer on the show uh, as far as the live show goes. And uh, just got a great text from Shaz Bazaar. Uh, it's, oh, they're wearing the Rebel Force radio shirt. They're ready to go, dressed for tomorrow. And uh, they're getting ready to load up the car and hit the road as he's headed to, uh, to Star Wars Celebration Orlando with his family for a couple of days. And uh, we're going to try to call him from the road. Um, let's see who else. You know what? We got to get this guy on if he's able to come on. Let me really quickly find out um, if uh, if he's available. I don't want to assume. I don't want to assume anything because to do so is just completely. It's right out. Um, but our good friend Scott Rifen is there, and I see him in the chat. Uh, let's see if he's if he'll be available to stop in for a few minutes to kind of give us his take on the day's events. The Ian McDermott panel was what the Ian McDermott panel was. Um, it, it's interesting um, how many people haven't heard some of these stories. And, and I guess if you've seen Ian McDermott, you know, uh, then you don't have to go back to his panel. But uh, he is a fantastic storyteller, and and I love his sense of humor. And, and him and he and Warwick had, had some good moments uh, together to to do you know do some bantering and and i thought that he was he did a really good job but it was some of the same stories we've heard ray park's panel was absolutely uh really good right ray park had a great panel and ray park just brings so much energy and so much life to what he does that it was um it, it, it you know you just can't help but watch the dude he has such a good time with what he's doing so um uh let me, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, Shaz is talking to me, Shaz, Shaz Bazaar is texting me and I gotta get in touch with him, I'm gonna call Shaz, that's what I'm gonna do, alright, so let's, let's do this, see if I can get this guy on, uh, he is the, um, the Lord and Master of WGIG AM 1440 out of Brunswick, Georgia, and thus the Lord and Master of, uh, the Big Honkin' Show that airs weekly on WGIG AM 1440 out of Brunswick, Georgia. And we'll see if we can pull Scott Rifen on trying to call him via the Skype. But maybe, maybe I'll have to call him on his cellular telephone. Going to call him on it. There was a great uh, picture that Sam Whitworth tweeted out uh, last night of he and Ray Park having run into each other um, in the, uh, in, in, in the, in the area down there and um he uh he did a good job scott if you're in the chat is scott rifen still in the chat scott if you're in the chat could you let me know if i need to call you uh, via your phone your cellular telephone or via the skype uh mechanism now if you are listening and you were uh at the show today and you went to the rogue one music panel please get in touch with me and let me know i'd love to have you on to talk about that because that's one that I would have loved to have uh, listened to and heard um, and seen. Uh, so Shazzy and As and Shabby and and Abby. Shabby, wait, hold on. Shaz and Shabby, uh, Shabby's are are 
geared up and ready to rock and roll. They're ready to hit the road on a road trip to Orlando all night long. Oh no, yeah. Oh no. Um, all right. I got to look, Scott, you're holding up. There's an old phrase, peeing on the wheels of progress, uh, phone or Skype. And those wheels are rusting up, sir. (laughs) I don't mean to talk bad. Don't mean to be, don't mean to be rude. But, uh, but yeah, so, um, what else happened? Oh, the Star Wars stage. They had some really cool stuff. They had uh, the Funko guy out. He was showing off some of their exclusives that they're selling there with the Funko Pops and, and uh, showed off some of their stuff. We've also, in the world of collecting news, uh, Hasbro has revealed a couple of Black Series, deluxe Black Series pieces that are coming to shelf six inches. They've got the Ray Speeder, uh, complete with Ray with the headgear on and everything. And they've got a Luke uh, in his Land Speeder coming. And uh, so that's really cool. Um, I, I don't know how well the gigantic TIE fighter did for them, but maybe these smaller vehicles will do even better. I, I think the, uh, I think the biker scout, what backer, what in the world was that? Glosson? Well, hello, Steve. I'm Bobby the Boo. Well, I got a tongue that weighs as much as an elephant. Thanks, Bobby. Uh, moving right along. Uh, they had the biker scout that came out and uh, I think he sold pretty well. So. Um, I haven't seen the hot toys. Will out loud says he's excited about those. I haven't seen those. Haven't really dug around a lot for a lot of collecting news. Hot Wheels did some great new packaging, 40th anniversary packaging on a lot of their stuff, and uh, they have an exclusive um, Bigs uh, car down there. So I've now lost Scott Rifen. Scott Rifen is not responding to me. He's, he he appears to be here in the chat. Scott Rifen has um, has now fallen off the map. Uh, Will Out Loud says, what's Bobby's favorite Star Wars? Before we get into that, uh, I need to let you know, Bobby the Blue Whale is a character from the Big Honkin' Show. Uh, so if you listen to the Big Honkin' Show, you know that we found out that blue whales have tongues that weigh the size, that weigh as much as an elephant. And I got to thinking, what would someone talk like if they had a tongue that weighs as much as an elephant? And we came up with Bobby the Blue Whale. So, uh, Bobby, Bobby, uh, come on in here for Not at Celebration coverage. Uh, see, well, you know I can't come in. I'm too big to fit in that little room you're in. I, I know, Bobby, but you know what I mean. Just speak in the microphone there from the window. Thank you, Steve. I think I will. Bobby, you ever seen the Star Wars movies? I sure have, Steve. They're some of my favorite movies in the whole wide world. Uh, Bobby, we got to go. Scott's calling in. Uh, you, so I'm get. Are you telling me? Are you telling me I'm getting bumped for Scott Rifen? I'm telling you, Bobby, you're getting bumped for Scott Rifen. So... Well, this is a fine how do you do. How much does his tongue weigh? I have no idea, Bobby. I'll ask him. Well, my favorite Star Wars movie is the one with those big whales coming up out of the water. You mean Attack of the Clones? Well, no, just that one part. They are some fine-looking whales. Bobby, get out of here. Scott Rifen, how are you, sir? I'm great. How are you? I'm sorry, Bobby. I really apologize. No, he can't hear you. He's, he's swum off. He's crying in his, in oh. his little in his kelp. Oh, um, he can't hear me because he's underwater. I'm sorry. Let me try this again. <laughs> oh, Scott, what's your experience been like down there, sir? Uh, well, it's been a, it's been an interesting. It's been a mixed bag of a day. I mean, you know, the awesome so outweighs the negative. Yeah. It's funny because you were talking about people complaining about the lines, and uh, I complained all morning about the lines. They were awful. They were mm-hmm. hideous. They were horribly handled. 
But once that 40th anniversary panel concluded, I was just kind of like, what lines? Right. You know? <laughs> they do it to you every time. I know. It was just, it, it was crazy. But, you know, I heard you guys talking about it, but, you know, for those people who haven't seen it or who weren't there, I mean, Carrie Fisher, the stuff, that was, that was great stuff. But, God, I, I, the man tears started for me the second they brought George on stage. Yeah. Yeah. You know how big, you, you and I are very much of, of one mind with regards to how we feel about George Lucas and Agreed. his brilliance and his creativity. And, you know, you and I both, strangely enough, when we walked out of our first viewing of The Force Awakens, three states apart, four states apart from each other at the time, both walked out and said, well, I wonder what kind of movie George would have made. Yeah, I, I could. I miss, we miss George Lucas. We miss George yeah. Lucas in, 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 in that. And it took us, we had a period of adjustment. Um, yeah, no, and it's and it's and it's not to slam anything that they've done, but it's just uh, I'm a specific fan of what George Lucas does. Agreed. Agreed. And uh, and yeah, like I said, you and I are the same way. So when and and plus, I just got finished reading that new biography on him uh, that just came out. I think in November, December. Is that an uh, authorized biography? Because you keep referencing this thing in text to me, and I just feel like it's an unauthorized biography. It, it is unauthorized, but it is so very good. I don't believe it a word really of it. Is. I don't believe a word of it. It's unauthorized. Uh, I like it more than I like skywalking. I'll be oh, honest with you. Well, um, my biggest beef is that they kind of blow through like '99 to present. Mm -hmm. You know, they kind of like, oh, and then the prequels came, and see you later, good night, God bless, sold it to Disney, bye. Um, <laughs> when there's probably, I think, a little more to say about all that stuff, and I think there's more interesting stuff to say about them there. Mm -hmm. But I, I do recommend that book to anybody. And uh, but it, it's terrific. But as far as what went on today. Uh, I, I, you know, I can't tell you the number of times I lost it a little when they brought Harrison Ford out. Dude, I think uh, everybody lost it a little. I want to talk. I want to talk about the reactions, and and because I'm really interested in uh, number one, the reaction that George got. Uh, I mean, people would not shut up as he came out. No, and, and the funny thing is, I fully expect him to go. You know, half of you wouldn't have said this crap ten years ago. That's right. I'm retired. But, I can say whatever I want to. Yeah. <laughs> You hated I mean, me. You hated me. I, 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 yeah, really. I mean, I wanted to sit there and go, you know, half of you schmucks who are going nuts for this guy right now, we're slamming those prequels like crazy. How about letting those of us who just love what the man does, all of it, enjoy this moment? But, you know, I, the fact that everybody was on board, I think, was pretty good. There is something, and I've been in a couple of panels where George Lucas was there, one, some planned and some not planned. And... um and or planned as far as the fan, you know the, the the attendees knew and and there's just something about the moment he steps out on stage in person yes that it, it's I, look i'm you know me scott i'm a christian man i mm -hmm. i love jesus he's my number one yes but i gotta tell you something that it's almost a religious experience when george lucas walks into a room no i agree i agree completely um, it, it, it is. And, and I get chills every time, uh, that it's happened. But now I want to talk to you about another reaction that we haven't really spoken of the reaction to Hayden Christensen. They went crazy, right? They went absolutely crazy for him. And again, it, it's amazing to me because how many of these people in this audience have been slagging him for, for 13, 15 years. Yeah. And they're not all, uh, and they're not all autograph hunters. No, you know, no, that, it's not like was, finally I complete my autograph collection. You know, it's not that. <laughs> no, it was love. Uh, you know, it was uh, it was genuine, legitimate, honest to goodness love. And I'll tell you what I like about the fact that they brought him here 
and the fact that he agreed to it is that there there is so much of a an undercurrent that Disney hates the prequels. Disney wants to bury the prequels. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I will even say one prominent writer told me one day it wouldn't surprise him at all if Disney remade the prequels the way they felt they should be done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that put a lot of that to pasture. You know, bringing bringing him out, putting him up with McDermott. Yes. Um, I, I just I, I think that was a very smart thing to do, and I think it really did say, hey, you know what? We own these prequels too. We got to make money off of them too. Well, let's well let's let's play let's play the odds game. Okay. What are the odds that Anakin Skywalker Force Ghost shows up in the Last Jedi and it's Hayden Christensen? I would love that. Did you? I I, I, someone sent me a picture uh, of Hamill and Hayden taking a picture together. By the way. Uh, before today was that you that sent it to me no tonight? not before today no this was this has been this evening oh, okay, okay it was sent I, to I, me. I thought maybe you meant somewhere no 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 but they're but they're standing there like they know each other that's all i'm saying <laughs> i got a chemistry scott yeah yeah they, they, I'll, I'll 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 call i don't know i don't know that they're doing that per se but mm-hmm. uh I'll, I'll give it 40 60 that they would 40 percent chance they he'll be there yeah I, I I'm 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 ex- I've, I'm at a seventy five percent chance. Well, it. I mean, it depends. Well, let's let's go back. Let's say, is it going to be like you and McGregor doing the uh, the one word no thing or you know no no no? I mean, I, I fully expect to see sparkly glowy Anakin. Do you think it's like Anakin or, or Luke and Obi Wan in the swamp at Dagobah having yes, sir. To talk about Leia? Yes, sir. I sure do. Wow, I I don't know that I would go that far. I don't well, know that it would be, but I'm going to tell you what. Is, here's why. Here's why I think that. If if not if it if it doesn't happen I won't be disappointed but I also will not be surprised if it does because I think that one of the things that Lucas was doing by putting Hayden Christensen over Sebastian Shaw at the end of Jedi on the DVD release and subsequent releases um, was there because in his mind moving forward that's going to be Anakin as a Force ghost. Oh, I see. Yeah, he can't really use Sebastian Shaw because he's right. dead. Right. Enough, yeah. Um, so, of course, now maybe, you know with the advent of digital technology being what it is, I don't think they'd have a problem doing that. Yeah, but but who would recognize Sebastian Shaw from one scene? Exactly. Yeah, whereas Anakin, we we lived with him. That particular Anakin, we lived with him for two movies. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps I don't know. Uh, I just I like the fact that George Lucas was willing to come out here tonight or this morning and sit down and talk wonderfully about star wars and say exactly what was on his mind Mm -hmm. and then they brought in hayden christensen which said you know what we don't really hate the prequels because honestly we're selling them digitally that's right (laughs) that's right and i also (laughs) but i think i think there is a subversive move amongst lucasfilm as i've said to to trickle the prequels back into the common consciousness let's say this there are a lot of people at lucasfilm who really like those prequels yeah there are a lot of people uh, who are working at Lucasfilm now who are prequel generation. Yep. You know, I got to shake hands with uh, a guy who's become an internet buddy of mine over the last several years, Justin Bolger. Mm-hmm. He's not, he's not, you know, I mean, he's barely, I guess, well, I guess he is kind of old enough to be original generation, but not by much. And, uh, you know, a lot of those guys like that are uh, are working at Lucasfilm now. Justin's working at Lucasfilm. Uh, well, I, you know, look, I just think that you've got more goodwill and those films have all aged very well i think so i mean when you consider we're 12 years since uh the release of revenge of the sith 
and you go watch that movie and it stands up, it holds up. Uh, it's a they've they've aged. They've gotten better with age. Yeah. Um, and I will tell you this. Um you you guys say you missed most of Billy Lord. Mm-hmm. It's hard to not be indecent about this. Oh my god. Um, Scott Scott, she, this is geek out loud. I know, I know. She came out in a dress that was very reminiscent and evocative right. of Leia's dress from did, episode four. Did see that, yes. I thought that was a great callback. But yet a very tiny skirt and a very open back. And she looked sensational. Scott, don't bring <laughs> us down. Don't bring <laughs> us down. Um, let me ask you this. What? Uh, you went to the Michael Giacchino panel. Yes, I did. How was that? I thought it was terrific. I mean, it was it was a, you might call it a glorified episode of Oxygen. But, you know, here's the thing. You know, I know a bit about music because mm-hmm. I played the trumpet for eight years in school and I've taken guitar lessons and that kind of thing. So I know a little something. Uh, I know people who know absolutely nothing about music, but yet they still get something out of these panels because David Collins has a way of unlocking these things and putting them out there for people who have a little bit of education. They do fine. Mm -hmm. People who have zero education, he is still communicating with them on a very basic level. The guy is one of the, probably one of the great communicators I've ever run across. Yes, he's very good at what he does because he knows his stuff so well. Yeah, I mean, and, and he has ways of expressing it without sounding condescending, mm-hmm. without you know, without having, uh, you know, without talking over people's heads. I mean, he really does find a way to settle in at people's level and do it in a way that, again, doesn't seem like he's somebody who's talking down to you. He's speaking right across the room to you, and and was a lot of fun. It was a lot of yeah. fun. He, he went to the keyboard a lot. Was there any lot. was there anything you took away particularly from that panel that that maybe hasn't been said on Oxygen before or? Uh, it, yes, uh, I don't recall his talking about the ending, the final, the, like the finale with the the last battle and all of that mm-hmm. wrapping itself up, and the music for that, and the way it was kind of disassociated from the actual events. You know, not a lot of what he calls Mickey Mousing. You know, where they, right. they get in there, and it was you know there all this battle and all these explosions but you have this this very calm serene sad yes music, yes uh that's that's you know almost as he said soaring above the action instead of getting right in the middle of it yeah well you know uh, my- and that's the thing that's the thing that's that's specific to G- giacchino style and mm-hmm. not john williams well you know my friend dave jones uh had texted me the other day uh, and he was talking about rogue one and he, and he used the word in fact he's the one that sent me the picture of mark and hayden from celebration today they're they're on a celebrate mm-hmm. they're they're standing in front of a celebration backdrop um and uh and, and and he said he talked about it was good but it was sad he talked about rogue one being sad and um and I said, well, I don't I don't know that it's sad so much. Or he used the word I'm sorry, he used the word bleak. He said he just finished Rogue One, got it on Blu-ray. It's still very good, pretty bleak but awesome. And I said it's a great movie from the time the Rogue One crew takes off in the shuttle from Yavin Four to the end. It's like 45 minutes of wonderful Star Wars. And then I had to tell him sure. I don't I don't think it's bleak. Um, I think bleak is a is a heavy. It is sad. There is sadness in yeah. what goes on. But I don't think it's bleak because the whole point is these people sacrifice themselves to bring hope to the yes. galaxy, and there's nothing more um, noble, you know, nothing more and, compassionate and ultimately, than that. Ultimately, ultimately uplifting. Yes, in, uh, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, I'd call it the exact opposite of bleak. It's a darker movie. Uh, the ending is sad, 
but at the same time, yeah, they're, they're bringing hope to the galaxy. They're not, it's not bleak. It's the exact opposite. This is the, this is the pinprick, you know, there's this, this black cover that's been pulled over the galaxy. This is the pinprick that's going to start letting light in. Yes. Oh, that's a great, look at you. Look at you come on this show and be a wordsmith, sir. Well done. How was Giacchino? How or Giacchino? How was he? Oh, he wasn't there. What do you mean? Oh, I thought he was actually there at the panel. No, no, no. Okay. He was referenced a gajillion times. Obviously, okay. I uh, thought he was there. It was all, it was it was David Collins and all David Collins. Oh, cool. So it was basically yeah. just a a master class in 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 music analyzation. It's exactly what it was, or analysis even. Oh, yeah. and, okay, uh, thank you. <laughs> But it was all right, uh, Scott. We were out of time. You you bumping <laughs> Scott for who you bumping Scott for now? <laughs> no, but it really was. It was fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, and Collins is just. I mean, he's a brilliant guy. And like I said, he is one of the all time. You are one of the all time great communicators. And he also is one of the all time great. Communicators. Apparently not, because I use words like analyzation. Well, but, but you know what? You, what you did was you communicated with everybody in your audience without talking down to them. <laughs> <laughs> right. I sounded like a dumb butt. That's, exa- that's, that's right. Exactly. exactly. That's that's how Nobody I keep from... Nobody felt talked down to. In fact, you were kind of talking up to everybody. <laughs> I kind of like the word analyzation, if I'm being honest right now. Thank you, Bobby. Bobby trying to get on my good side all of a sudden. <laughs> He's trying to weasel his way back, or that's, wail his way back. On that's right. That's right. That's a good um, one, Scott. Um, <laughs> what's your plans for tomorrow? Uh, the plans for tomorrow are to see two panels that I don't recall. <laughs> um, I, I don't really remember what we're doing tomorrow, but, uh, what was tomorrow? Friday? Tomorrow is Friday. Uh, so I know we're going to go see Riley tomorrow for, mm-hmm. uh, in the evening. Uh, oh, Galactic Nights. Galactic Nights at uh, the studios is the big thing that we're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, panel wise, honestly, I, I've got it all mapped out on my little spreadsheet. Hey, give me two seconds and I'll. Oh, yeah. Scott, I mean, went all out, made him a spreadsheet and everything. I made a huge spreadsheet. Yeah. yeah. And then I shared it with people because I didn't want to waste, you know, all my effort on just right. me. How's, uh, then, hey, how's he, Thomas doing, by the way? <laughs> I gave Thomas a dose of his own medicine at one point this evening. You snuck as, up uh, on him? No, no, well, the opposite. He was talking to me, and I turned off, and I didn't realize he was talking to me, and he kept walking and talking. Oh, no. There, so. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm looking at tomorrow's panel list, and I have nothing that I've that I've marked as a must-do outside of uh, uh, the Last Jedi panel. I'm mm-hmm. going to go see Fangirls Going Rogue, because I want to go see. Okay. I want to yes. go support Teresa. Yes. Um, and I think that may be the only thing that I've really got a – a personal commitment to is to go right. see uh teresa and that squad fantastic well and there's there's one called displaying your star wars collection that i know thomas will be oh at, so man may, okay may go do that as well. i wish they would stream some of those you know oh, would that be great i mean they're streaming some good ones don't get me wrong the last jedi panel yeah. the making of rogue one billy d the heroines of star wars and a tribute and mark hamill's tribute to carrie uh to wrap it up that day but man, I would love to see some of these collecting panels. I know that they've done. They had a couple today, even that that I would have liked to have oh, seen. Speak, speaking of man tears, how about when the lights come up and there's John Williams and a freaking orchestra? Talk, oh my gosh, that uh, was that was a moment where I'm like, I wish I was in that room right now. Oh, and and of course I'm sitting here and Garrison's going because we had a schedule, you know, where the panel's supposed to end at 12:30. Right. And then we had a 1:30 we were going to go For try those, to for those who don't know Garrison your son. Yes, Garrison my son who by the way is walking around going, "You know all these 501st guys have my name on their shirts." 
Oh my gosh. Like, yes, you're right. Come on. But... <laughs> it would be listen, Scott, it would be unfortunate if you had to leave a garrison there. I I did tell him that. Good. <laughs> <laughs> you better get better jokes. Tell him you need to get better jokes. It'd be unfortunate if I had to leave a garrison here. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know, as the as that panel kept on, supposed to end at twelve thirty and crept on, I think it wound up ending at twelve forty seven. And he just kept hitting me going, we got to go. We got. I'm like, no, we're not going. This is what we're here to do. We're not here to keep a schedule. We're here to do what we want to do. Yeah. And uh, there was just so much magic happening that uh, it, it, it's funny because one of my disappointments in the panel is they didn't announce a 4K release. Mm -hmm. But it didn't strike me as a disappointment until about five hours later. Right. When I went, oh, wait a minute. I thought they were going to announce a 4K release. I, I mean, look, there's all kinds of... Listen, everyone also thought they were going to announce the release of the original uh, versions in Blu-ray. No, I didn't so, think that. So, you know, come on. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, the, the thing is, you've got... And I think you said this last night. You've got to be prepared, but you can't be over-prepared. Exactly. So, that's what I was having to teach Garrison. Garrison yeah. needed to unlearn what he had learned. That's right. So, well, bless his heart. He may be on the spectrum a little bit, Scott. You ever consider that? <laughs> I've gotten accused of that once or twice myself. Have you? Have you? Yeah. I would consider Ron more of that than... <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend. Well, you have a good night, sir, and thanks for All calling right. in for us. Oh, shoot. No, no, no. There's one more thing I was going to tell oh. you. Did Ayers tell you that... You had Ayers on earlier, right? Yes. Did Ayers tell you we had a meeting? He No, he mentioned that you met him, yeah. I mean, I, I said that you'd sent me a picture of him with the gold shirt. Yeah. And he said, yeah, I met him. And and that was it. So how was that uh, moment in time? Oh, it was cool because he says, oh, you do my Star Wars story, right? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, uh, I need to be on that. And I'm like, yes, you do. Nice. So where's the, you know, <laughs> why is this not happening right now? Nice. So, uh, yeah, we've got plans now. Good not, stuff. Nothing firm, but Good. we're going to put it together. Good. Uh, Eric's the brother from another mother. Yep. So doing good stuff. All right, my friend. Well, I'm sure we'll get in touch with you tomorrow absolutely i appreciate you dealing me in on this one i love talking it you know that yes sir me too have a good night my friend are you he stopped talking so i hung up guys that's what happened he stopped talking so i hung up it was very unprofessional i said have a good night my friend and and then as i was hanging up he said something <laughs> So, all right, uh, one more person to bring in, and it's kind of, uh, I feel like it's fitting to do this with this person because um, <clears throat> uh, this is uh, someone who is headed there. We've already given it away. We're going to try to get in touch with Shaz Bazaar. Let me see if it's okay to call right now and uh, see, what, see if he's on the road yet. Shaz Bazaar is actually... On the road. Yeah, Scott just got bumped for a heartbreak. Well, I'm glad Scott got bumped for somebody because I'm sick and tired of being bumped for Scott Rife. And, Bobby, it's only happened once. You can't come around here and, and complain about always getting bumped. You have, like, you have a segment now on the Big Honkin' Show. Hey, you know what we should do? We should quote, we should do Star Wars quotes by Bobby. I can, I quote some Star Wars. All right. Well, you consider for a moment. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna bring Shaz on, and you consider um, what it is you'd like to uh, to say, and and what quote you'd like to do, and uh, and and we'll we'll close out that way. How about that? That sounds good to me, buddy. All right. All right. So let's see here. I got to bring Shaz, and I'm gonna call him on his cellular device. 
so as to, uh, I don't know, make the sound as cruddy as possible. But I think it'll be a little more stable than trying to do it on Skype over the over the 4G or what have you. It's ringing. Everybody be quiet. Shut up. It's ringing, guys. Shut up. Everyone shut up. It's ringing. Shaz Bazaar, you're headed. Are you in Florida? Yeah, we crossed the state line about uh, three minutes ago. Are you in the Eastern Time Zone yet? Uh, oh no 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 no. Okay. No. So not quite. No, I'm just straight south of of uh, Dothan. So. Okay. All right. Well. Um. I wonder if if seagulls ever ever peck at Bobby's head. Uh, Bobby. Hey, Bobby. Yes, he. Um, seagulls. How do you feel about them? You know, I don't mind them so much because when you're big and slow like I am, barnacles and such will get on you. And when you come up to the surface, the seagulls will sometimes peck them right off of you. So I like them pretty good. Bobby likes seagulls, Chance. That's good. I like seagulls, too. So. <laughs> we, we missed our opportunity down in Daytona. I forgot I had a Yoda in the car. We could have stuck him out there with the seagulls. That'd oh, but you sent me a picture of... <laughs> Uh, was it Luke on the beach, you know, kind of almost yeah. in a standoff with the seagulls? Yeah. And I was like, stop it now. Stop it now. <laughs> so, Shaz, what's what's your plans for tomorrow? I mean, you're basically driving through the night. Yeah, I want to be there for the last Jedi panel, man. Uh, well, have you heard of the line woes that they're having? I've heard. I, I didn't hear it all the night. I was keeping track with some buddies down there. They said there's already a thousand in line, but now I'm hearing about all this. They're, uh, they're the, the metal detectors. What's yeah. up with that? Well, they've just had How to type. bring in my stuff to fix costumes if, if, if there's metal detectors? Well, they're also. I can bring in exacto knives. The... Oh. <laughs> Listen, don't bring that crap to this show, Shaz. <laughs> Between you and Scott. And and John putting I'm, his wife on a leash. I, I just, do I need to dump that and leave it in the car? That's not my question. Um, I can fix costumes at the car. Yeah, you can fix costumes at the car. It's probably the best thing yeah. to do. So, you know, I made one today, right? Yeah, you sent you sent me the picture of the Ewok. Yeah, I'm excited about this one. Did you get rid of those freaky eyes? No, the eyes are still there, man. Are they the same color? Yeah, yeah. I'm very. You know, I use sunglasses for for the eyes. Yeah. This one's red. I'm very disturbed by those eyes. It's like a it's like a rabbit Have you Ewok. Look at Wicket's eyes. Wicket's yes. eyes are kind of freaky. Well, you know what what bo- I I will tell you this, the fact that they made Ewoks blink in the Blu-ray release really bothers me. Oh, uh, really? I loved it. Do you? It I, oh, I it really me, like that. It took me a while to get used to it. And that, how about how about when Hayden goes out on stage and George hugs it big time? Yes. That was so awesome. Yes, for sure. So is your big plan tomorrow, Last Jedi panel, and just walk around in costume? Uh, I'm not costuming tomorrow. We're, we're doing uh, Rebel Force Radio Friday. We're decked out in our gear. Oh, no. oh wow. So you're yeah, rep- Saturday, you're- Saturday we'll, uh, we'll see Hondo. So let's just say that, let's put this out here this way. So you're walking around tomorrow with the intent of repping Rebel Force Radio. That's right. And I hear you. We like nice. those guys. Well, look, you need to try to get by the Delray booth to see our boy Arish. I know he wants to see. Oh, you. I'm gonna go see him. Yeah. So, um, and uh, and I hope 
uh, I, I I would love it. I don't know when Tim Zahn's schedule is, but man, I I'd love for you to meet Tim Zahn just to say that you shook the creator of Thrawn's hand, because to me you've become oh. forever tied into Grand Admiral Thrawn. That that's awesome. You know, I didn't even think about that. I should go go see him again. That would be great. Yeah. I, I got this T-shirt that's got a speaker on the front of it. Yes. And if if I hadn't been so backed up on doing Ewok, right. uh, I uh, I would have put that on that speaker and walked around with Thrawn Ames to Kill behind Teresa because she wants to be dancing, I think, to that. Yes. This weekend. Well, I so. can. Teresa has her speaker with her. In fact, oh, she, she? she sent me a text today of a bunch of people sitting around waiting on some stuff. And uh, she had... Um, she had the seagull song playing and they were all bebopping and dancing to it nice. and nice. um and i said and so i've got to email her the uh the thrawn song so she can do that um someone just said play the song oh, uh, obi roth kenobi says play the song for me you mean zon play the i've asked i asked Ares to play it for tim zon so oh, i've got it on my phone yeah okay <laughs> I just want to be there for it. I just want to. That's got to be filmed. That moment has to be filmed. Um, he might not be as excited about it as Eric. Here's what you need to do. You need to pull up the video that Stuffity made from yes. YouTube. Yeah. That that's yeah. the way to do it. And be like, this was a collaboration. Which one he did those two? They're so good. They're well, either or. I listen. I yeah. the, you can't beat the original, but that third one is so great. You know, of him of him and Callus fighting to it. Um, Yes. But yeah, I, I just think that with with the with the first Stuffity video, I feel like that's such a collaboration between the three of us, and I and me doing the least amount of work. <laughs> Four. That was you and Eris coming up with with when it played. That's play them, true. Or was it? I might have been there too. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. I just loved the video. You were on the show with us at that point. Yeah, I was on yeah. the show that night. That was right. all of us, man. You better believe it. Um. So. What you got any big takeaways from the stuff we saw today? Oh, 40th anniversary was huge. Mm -hmm. Um, that Dave panel was frustrating. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get to see any of the pictures. Yeah, I want to see the pictures. Dave panels are what I would love to go to. That guy gets Star Wars almost as good as me. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> almost as good as you. <laughs> uh, I can't disagree with anything that guy does. Yeah. No, he... Can you imagine him helming a Star Wars movie? Live action. I would love it. I would absolutely I love would. it. I think he'd do a fantastic job. And, oh, yeah. And, um, and, and, and I think his heart is in animation, though. And, yeah. And yeah. so I'm okay with that. You know, I'm okay well, with I'm him. glad he's in story group. A hundred percent. I think he should be heading up the story group, to be honest with you. I think he... Well, yeah. Nothing against Kathleen Kennedy, but... Dave needs, she can be over Lucasfilm. Dave needs to run Star Wars. Right. Well, I don't think Kathleen Kennedy necessarily runs. I think she every she is the right. last. She had Lucasfilm. She's the last word. But I mean, I think I think that uh, Filoni should definitely be the head of the story group. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. Oh, yeah. So I yeah. think uh, because he gets it, and again, it comes down to he's a Lucasian. If that, you know, if I can coin that phrase, if I can use that phrase, um, yeah. Because he uh, he just you know he sat at the feet of the master. And he learned from the master. Well, you know, did you did you get to see any of those pictures later? Because I never was able to get back yeah, to yeah, back afterwards. StarWars.com put a few up on their Twitter. Or Star, did yes. it have Gregor and Wolf on it? No, no, it was just Rex. Ah, 
It was Rex duck, oh, okay. decked out in his indoor gear, or 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 a, or a prototype of what? his indoor gear. Oh, nice. Yeah. So. As long as he can be in Jedi, that'd be great. I think. I mean, look, Dave's making that happen. Let's just be honest. Dave. Yeah. Dave yeah. is doing it. The, the whole idea of Hera being on planet with Han and Leia and Ewoks and that little short that they're going to be doing later this summer. That's just oh, to get yeah. Rex. That is just to get Rex on indoor. <laughs> I like how they're blending everything now. Yes, yes. It works. I, li- um, I like what the. What f- else was on? Oh, go ahead. I like the fact that there's love for the prequels, you know, swinging around. Yes. Yeah, there's going to be Padme episodes of that yep. uh, little short. Right? Yeah, and Ahsoka and Anakin. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of that. Hey, um, Pablo just tweeted out the indoor Rex picture. Let me uh, let me get to to that Twitter. Someone said Pablo. Oh, okay. Someone said Pablo. Just tweet out. Sure enough, there it is. Look at that. It's beautiful. Clone Trooper Rex B. And what it is is it's got a white boots, a white belt that looks like a stormtrooper belt. He's got his clone armor gauntlets down around his wrist, down onto his uh, hand area. But he's got that yeah. rebel helmet, that indoor helmet on. The rest of his clothes are a green, and he's got camouflage on the sleeves going into the gauntlets. Yeah. <laughs> 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 So, and Pablo says all, he says, here's clarification. All at Dave underscore Filoni and I did was show this picture at hashtag SWCO this morning. Conclude what you will. Smiley face whistles innocently. So, (laughs) and there were people saying that they thought it was Wolf because in the little box where it's describing, it says at the top Wolf. And I think that's meant to be a code to get back to Dave. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, if you look at the uh, the the artwork, the concept art for Rebels, mm-hmm. it always says Wolf on yeah. it. All of them do. So, is it just so, you and Shabby's are headed down? No, no, no. Luke's in the back seat. Okay. He's he's uh, yeah, he's sitting up now. You heard his name. Oh. But uh, he his uh, Rebel Force Radio shirt no longer fits him. No, he's outgrown it. He he's wearing a uh, a Sasquatch uh, museum T-shirt right now. <laughs> I applaud that fashion decision, sir. He likes that, Luke. So, uh, so Geek Out Loud meet up in the Atlanta area. You down? I'm down. Cherry okay. Log, Atlanta area, or, Cher- or Cherry Log, <laughs> either or, either or. <laughs> if, if we do one in Atlanta, we need to do it over in Loganville and go to the arcade. Exactly, I agree. I 100 percent agree. I think it'd be great. I think that'd be yeah. really great. Yeah. Um, so we may, I may try to get something like that worked up. I, I feel like we're we're getting close to that time. So, um, where what are we seeing here? Um, um, did, did did you watch any of the little um, snippets in between the uh, major panels that were shown today? Yes. Yeah. And after them. <laughs> and after them. Yes. Yeah. But... <laughs> I saw the craziest thing. It was. Uh, Ashley Eckstein and D. Gooch doing their exercises. Doing doing the exercise, <laughs> and Luke's been doing X-wing jacks and yeah. jumping Jawas and all this stuff. What about the? What it a, was insane. What about the kick fistos? The kick fistos. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the force push. The yes, force, the force push. <laughs> That's some. That was. Those were some DDP yoga moves right there. Is what those were. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, oh, did you call those things? Let me ask you something, Shaz. Just just out of curiosity, 
Uh, did you call those uh, things snippets? I, yeah, I call them snippets. Is mm-hmm. that what it is? Uh, well, no, I just, I mean, if we're going to say snippet, we've got to, uh, I got to, oh, yes, we do. I got to, I got to pull up the, I the, said snippet. the, the proper drop. So do uh, I got to try that again. Yeah, go snippet. ahead. Snippet. Snippet. There it is. There it is. <laughs> snippet. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah. Salmon. Salmon. <laughs> salmon. <laughs> Who's that salmon? Derek. People in Tupelo. Never Pe- mind. People in Tupelo. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, well, man, I wish you safe travels. I hope you guys have a blast. Don't let the kids fall. Make the kids stay up all night on the drive. Don't let them sleep. Abby's looking at me like, are you crazy? She's listening on Mixler. Well, Abby, what we're talking. let me tell you something, Abby. I'm going to straight up give you a shout out right now. Shout out to Abby. Don't you dare fall asleep on your dad. You make You stay up with him and be safe. Uh, she needs to sleep so she can drive the rest of the way in. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. You're going to make her drive I-4 no. down there? <laughs> What's that? You're going to make her drive on the I-4? Why not? Uh-huh. She's driven to Waco. She's driven to Arkansas. She took Grandma everywhere last summer. Okay. I just wouldn't put anyone... She's, she's very competent. Well, that's good. You're good. You're a better man than I. I don't put anyone else's... I don't put my life in anyone else's hands when we get into situations like that. When we get into yeah, traffic. Yeah, I probably won't. So, <gasps> Peter Mayhew tweeted out a picture of him and Harrison Ford. It just came up across my Twitter. It's glorious. Oh, oh, well, I'm sorry. Awesome. It's from nice. it's from seven hours ago. Why am I not following Peter Mayhew on the Twitter? I don't know. Why are you not following Peter Mayhew on the Twitter? I am now. That's well. Beautiful. What are you looking forward to tomorrow, man? I know you're watching. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, of course the the Last Jedi panel. Um, I really uh, I. I, I I think I'm going to enjoy watching the making of Rogue One. I think there's going to be a lot of stuff talked about, you know, that we wonder with the deleted scenes and the uh, and the shifting of some things. Um, and then Mark Hamill's tribute to Carrie at 5:30 is, is something yeah. I'm really looking forward to. And then, you know, and then in the interstitials, you know, the little snippets they do. Um, the the I'm sorry, hold on. The snippets they do. The, the snippets. Um. That they do. I I really like some of the people they have come on. One of my favorite moments from, I don't remember if it was London or Anaheim. It had to be London last year, was when Andy Gutierrez was sitting there at the Falcon set and and she was just sitting there knowing that something was going to be happening. And uh, Gary comes, Gary the dog comes walking around the corner and she immediately realizes what's about to take place that she's going to get to meet Carrie Fisher and. That yeah. was just such a great moment, you know. Yeah, that was last year. Yes, such a great moment, and uh, um, and, and just little things like that. And so they have small moments like that every now and again on that at that Star Wars stage that that really the Star Wars show stage that really you know make it worthwhile to kind of keep an eye out on because they they fan out a lot, they geek out a lot on Star Wars, and um, oh yeah, well you know when uh, George Lucas and Harrison Ford yes. came out. Yep. Um, Kathleen Kennedy you came just out. Never know what's going to happen, Kathleen. Wait a second. What? Kathleen Kennedy came out on this on there at one point this afternoon, or this morning. Ah, uh, must have been whenever I was running back and forth yeah. between houses. Yep. So. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. So you never know. You never know. Um. Well, all right, buddy. Well, like I say, be safe and uh, look forward to 
watching your Twitters and everything tomorrow. Uh, are you going to be meeting up at Schwa there? No, Schwa's there. Yeah, they are all having a good time and all partying, and I'm going to come and interrupt everything. All right, that's great. That's what That, that sounds awesome to me. <laughs> I think our phones are going to be dead, though. Our charger doesn't work in the car. Oh, no. Well, all right, well, I'll let you go in case you need that phone for something important and major. No, nah, it won't happen. <laughs> all right, buddy. Have a good night. Be right, safe, thanks, my friend. Steve. All right, see ya. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, that was our good friend Shaz Bazaar from Techno Retro Dads. If you're not listening to Techno Retro Dads, I cannot recommend that podcast enough. He and Jedi Schwa do a fantastic job. Um, Bobby, you got the you got the quote you're going to do? I should do, Steve. Can I have a sidebar with you real quick? Okay, why? Well, I, I got some music I need you to pull it up. Oh, okay, hold on. Uh, here's what I need to do. I need to put up this video. Okay, got it. Now, when do you want it played? You can start now. All right, starting now. <coughs> Five matters not. Look at me. Judge me by my size, do you? And well, you should not, for my ally is the force, and the powerful ally it is. Life creates it, makes it glow. You must feel the force surround you and penetrate you. Any, anything else? Shut up, I'm pausing for dramatic effect. You must feel the force connected between the land and the ship and the dwarf. Yes, the land and the ship. Look, my point is this. Don't judge me by my size. For my ally is the force. Bobby, did you get lost in the quote? Yes, Steve, I got lost in the quote and I totally forgot what it was, okay? So hold on, let me kind of start over. Could you do me a favor? Yes. Ask me what's in that cave. What's in that cave? Only what you take with you. Is that it? Yeah, I mean, I can remember that quote just fine. You want to try anything else? Any other, you know, maybe some monologues or anything? at all well let me see you know that scene in episode three where the emperor is uh telling anakin the story of uh, uh of of uh of, of his master that he killed yes the plagueis you're talking about yes i'm talking about Darth plagueis yeah are you going to do that I think I will. I think I will. Uh, I think I'll start with, did I ever tell you or did you ever hear? Okay. All right. <clears throat> did you ever hear the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Are you going to answer me, Steve? Oh, I'm sorry. No. He was so powerful. That's how he says it. He goes, he was so powerful that the only, are you, I think you skipped some stuff. 
idea, but I just wanted to get to that line where he goes, he was so powerful. All right. Well, Bobby, thanks. I didn't realize you were such a Star Wars fan. Who's not a Star Wars fan? Everybody loves Star Wars. If you don't love Star Wars, you got the problem. I mean, let's just be honest. I, I love some Star Wars. All right, Bobby. Well, you better go get in some water before you boil in your own blubber. It is getting a little warm. Summer's here. It's creeping up on us. Spring has sprung, buddy. All right. We'll see you, Bobby. And uh, to everyone else, we'd love to hear from you. Hey, if you're listening to this and you're at Celebration, give us a call or shoot us an email. Uh, tweet us at Geek Out Loud. I'm at Steve Glosson. I actually will follow more closely um, the uh, the Steve Glosson. And I don't mean to. It just kind of happens that way. Uh, but please, tweet. Uh, tweet at me what your, your adventures from down there. If you see Teresa, holler at Teresa. She saw someone in a Geek Out Loud shirt today, and she would not speak to him. She said she got shy. And I had to explain to her, you're Teresa Delgado. You're the lovely, talented, and powerful Teresa Delgado. So if you see her, make sure you say hello and that you enjoy Rebel Yell and you enjoy her on this show. I hope you're safe. I hope you're having a good time if you're there. If you're not, I hope you'll join us again tomorrow night. We'll be starting a little bit earlier because I don't have commitments in the evening tomorrow night. And I have no lie. Uh, But we'll be starting a little bit earlier in the evening with our Not at Celebration coverage. And I hope you're able to join us. We'll have more people call in. Uh, We'll have more people talk about the things that they have done and experienced. So we're going to try to have Teresa get on here at some point and uh, and others. So please, please, please tune in with us here live at Mixer.com slash Goloverse or through the podcast. Email is geekoutonline at gmail.com, geekoutonline at gmail.com. And uh, support the shows. The way you do that is through the Amazon links, the uh, the MP3 links, the Amazon links, the... uh, uh, oh my gosh, he's rapping. Han Solo. Um, the Entertainment Earth links. Think Geeks. Oh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Think Geek links. Think Geek has some great, uh, what what they call geeky tikis in their Star Wars scene. They're expensive, but they're really cool. So we're going to have to try them out. All right, everyone. Have a great whatever you're having, and we'll see you around the, the Goliverse. Ben Salubaloo. My salute. Chewbacca. Princess Leia. R2-D2. Come on. Break it down. Break it down with the Ewoks. Oh, yeah. Yubna. Yawa! Yawa! Yup, no! Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a good night.